This is CliffCentral.com. Please note that the views expressed and the advice provided in this show are for general advice and entertainment purposes only. Nothing stated should be treated as a substitute for your own independent legal advice based on your own specific facts and objectives. Therefore, the presenter and CliffCentral.com accept no liability of any nature whatsoever, either expressed or implied. Law. Like you've never heard it before. The Laws of Life. With Gary Hertzberg on CliffCentral.com. I'm Gary Hertzberg and this is the Laws of Life on CliffCentral.com. <laughs> Alongside me today, Lionel Makoko-Tlela. Welcome back, Lions. Welcome back. Thank you very much, Gary. And good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon to our podcasters. Cool. Mm-hmm. Today is what we call Divorce Day. It's the first real business day of the year when people make the most inquiries about divorce. Are you divorcing me? Not yet, Lions. Okay. It's feasting season for not... Um, Festive season, feasting season for divorce attorneys. It's the day you tell your spouse to humber, to take their things and go. <laughs> but this is not funny, Gary I mean, festives are supposed to be all festive and everything But families tend to really divorce each other Because they just had hutful with each other True, lads mm. Cool, it's a new year and a new start But where to begin if you or your spouse wants out? What about passwords on your joint accounts, your credit cards, the bond? Mm. Should you move out or is that too risky? Mm-mm-mm. The school fees, the kids, counseling but the sex was good, lines. No, but I actually can't bear you. That's the real problem. What should I do is the question that all divorce attorneys, family law attorneys, we like to call them, are being faced with today. Yesterday, people made the appointments. Today's the day they're sitting with divorce attorneys. In studio today, we've invited real family law specialists. It's Shando Teron and Ian Ellis, and they of the firm Teron and Teron, they're in Craigle Park, Johannesburg. They're going to advise you if you happen to be on the verge of splitting or you know someone that is, this show is for you. These guys tell it the way it is, you'll hear. Mm. Welcome to you, gents. Thank you. You've heard these questions all too often, and uh, we appreciate you taking time out on your busiest day to be with us on Cliff Central. Thanks, Our pleasure. Yeah. Our okay. Twitter handle. Are we coming to that line? Oh. So, okay, you can give out the Twitter handle. Yeah. <laughs> I was so in the rush. Oh, no. Uh, at Hetzlaw, H-E-R-T-Z-L-A-W. That's how you can actually get a uh, hold of us. But you always give us our Facebook page. Yeah, our Facebook page, The Laws of Life with Gary Hertzberg. Have a look. Give us a like if you'd like. Some of the questions, lines we're taking today have been posted by members of Legal Talk South Africa. And as you know, we've teamed up with Legal Talks SA, and each week they pin the uh, podcast of our previous show on their Facebook page, and all their members listen and download and listen in their own time. And here's the real good news, lines. Listen to this one. Legal Talk South Africa has now amassed a staggering 155,000 members, and it's surely one of the biggest Facebook groups in South Africa. It's marvelous. Isn't That's it? brilliant. Congrats, and their relationship, as always, I just keep, uh, keeps on growing every single time. 
Thank you very much, Gary. Yeah, for I remember. That. Yeah, I remember when we started. I think six months ago at yes. Legal Talk SA, they had I don't know half of that. Half and of they, that. They're yeah. growing exponentially. It's Certainly. marvelous. To tell us more about the secret of their success is the founder, a man called Ray Green. Compliments of the season to you, Ray. Hi, hi, Gary. Um, the same to you, and hello to your studio guests. Good. Hello. Good. How's it, Ray? Ray, you you describe yourself as a main beach bum on the KZN Beach <laughs> Bum Society of the of the society, but uh, that's not quite so because you've achieved some amazing success with this group. Is it one of the biggest Facebook groups in South Africa? Um, I don't know if it is one of the biggest. It it, it may be one of the biggest. But uh, your your stats is a bit outdated, eh? Uh, what are you on now? <laughs> that was um, yesterday. Yeah, you know, yesterday I've checked, and we 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 were on one hundred and fifty five thousand eight hundred and seventeen members, mm. and this morning we are on one hundred and fifty six thousand. Shee. Um, I can I can give you a little bit of stats quickly. Yeah, if, sure, if, please if do. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, um, in the past 28 days, we grew with about 12,500 members in 28 days. Mm. That, that is roughly giving you about 12,000 members per month. Mm. And it is a constant growth. It doesn't uh, go down. You know what I say? Yes. Then, um, for, also for the past 28 days, um, we had about 186,000 posts or comments uh, or reactions on, on the group from our members. In other words, it's very, very active. As well as in the same period, uh, we have 12,500 new member requests. We declined about 3,000 new requests, and we blocked about 601 unruly members from the group. <laughs> Just to give you an idea how busy the admins can get on, on such a group wow. uh, of, of that format. And no. uh, the interesting fact is that the new amount uh, or, or the new amendment, um, the new amendments to the to the uh, maintenance act um, that is uh, that we also posted on the group a couple of days ago, uh, is the third most uh, active um, post on that group. And now you're going to discuss it today in, in your laws of life as well. And that is that is the third most active. Um, in the past 28 days, but the post is uh, only like a few days old. Wow. What we're going to do, Ray, we're going to split today's show into two. We're doing divorce, the divorce aspect for new people that want to get advice on divorce. That will be the first half, and then we'll have a separate podcast on maintenance, which will be the second show. So if you if you don't find it on this show, anyone listening and downloading, it will be on the on the follow up podcast. Excellent. Well done, that, Ray. That's correct. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. while, I, while I try to say it's interesting, yeah. that um, in that in the Amendment Act, there is, there is very much interest in that because there is a lot of uh, people that, that are struggling to get the top help in, you know? Yeah, no, we know. We, we know that all too well. Our attorneys in studio deal with this daily, so we'll take it up with them. Ray, what's the most popular uh, aspect of law on your site? Well, it, 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 it surrounds property law and family law. Mm -hmm. those, those two are, are, are standing out. Mm -hmm. um, the criminal law, not so much, uh, and, but, but mostly it is, it is family law and, 
property law, you know, the tenant, landlord issues, mm-hmm. as well as now uh, the family issues that you're going to discuss today. Anyway, big big compliment to you, Ray. I look at your site all the time, and there are people that are posting real live problems that they're experiencing. The advice they get on that site is very good, very good. You've got a lot of lawyers that yeah, are we, kind of floating it, around there as well that are helping out at no cost. Yeah, let, let me just just maybe shortly or briefly explain that um, many of the advice on the site is also from laymen, uh, which which are normal members that is on the side which have maybe the experience or had a, a similar situation where they can, like say in my situation, this happened. And uh, so, so they can give a little bit of advice, which is not necessarily legal advice but, mm. or, or as such, you understand. Yes. But we do have in our admin team and on the, on the site as well, I mean you yourself is a member there, uh, that whenever... Uh, uh, some of these attorneys are, are free and one, and they also give their advice where on the side free of charge and also the admins keep a very sharp eye on the quality of, of advice to make sure that it is uh, relevant and true and, and not uh, um, like, like we say uh, kitchen advice or something like that you know what I say Okay, well done to you, Ray Green, and to your admin staff, and many thanks for joining with us. And I appreciate you pinning our podcast every week onto your page so that 155,000 people can download it. Marvelous. And well done. We'll keep in touch, and uh, we'll get you back when you're on 250. Well done. Thank you, Ray. Okay. Speak to you soon. Thank you so much. All the best yeah, for cheers. you as well. Uh, Lion, do you want to say something Hulking. to Ray quickly? Uh, Lionel wants to say something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, just to Ray. Thank you very much for actually partnering with us because this collaboration has actually empowered so many people with information. And for that, it wouldn't have been possible without your generosity as well as your staff members for actually creating this platform so that it crea- uh, becomes an enabler of information to pass through. Thank you very much for that. Cool. Cheers, Ray. That is, that is I mean, yeah. our it's only our pleasure. Thank you so much, and uh, have a good day. Good. Okay, guys, uh, today is Divorce Day, or Couples D-Day, as we call it as well. It's the day when the divorce lawyers see a spike in business after, after cracks in marriages, after Christmas stresses very often. And uh, unfortunately, one man's meat is another man's poison, so the lawyers are profiting at uh, the expense of people who need their assistance, What? It's it's a, an evil necessary or necessity. In studio with us is a man who practiced as an advocate in Cape Town, or was a Joburg. He practiced in Cape Town, in family law specifically. His name is Shando. Is Shando? How do you pronounce it? With difficulty. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, try some mornings. It's S H A N D O, and then gewone Afrikaanse teron after that. Good. Ian Ellis is also a man who's running up and down in the law courts. He's well known. Um, I've uh, used you once or twice on a family law matters. Correct. Yeah, I know. It's been great. Ian cool. Ellis is with the same firm. Okay, guys. Uh, somebody comes into you and things are not looking good. The first thing they're going to ask you is, um, how much is this going to cost me? Well, <clears throat> that's always a question people ask. And the, the answer to them that I give to them is, it depends how trivial you're going to be. If we have a uncontested divorce, a divorce we have a, where we have a signed settlement agreement, you'll be in and out under 12 grand, I promise you. However, if you're going to fight for six years about who gets the poodle and who gets the CD collection, well, then how long is a piece of string? So, 
So when one wants to go ahead and fight about who's getting the toaster and who wants to get the kettle, just remember one thing. One letter is going to cost more than that new kettle's going to go ahead and cost you to buy. And I so want to come in with you. And people always say, well, it's a matter of principle. Then I say, well, put on <clears throat> 30,000 rand. Well, then suddenly their principles don't matter because <laughs> yes. principles cost money. Yes. Hold on a second. But uh, my husband is very wealthy. Surely he should pay for the divorce. Why should I? He's got a business. I've been looking after the kids. I don't have the wherewithal. You should absolutely make a contribution. I fully agree in the law. Um, there are certain remedies in the law for interim maintenance and interim custody and emergency monetary relief that you can simply that you can definitely ask for and ask a, for money and an interim contribution to costs as well that can in actual fact be utilized going down the line with the litiga- with any litigation but hold on a second it. guys in order for me to get there I need to employ you, and you won't take on my case unless I put money down into your trust account. <clears throat> Absolutely. And so it's, it's, a, it's a bit of a, yeah, a, a catch-22. It's, it's, it's a bit of a catch-22. Now, bearing in mind, there are also certain organizations which help you for free if you pass a means test. Most universities are very good law clinics, which will help you out. Um, there are also probono.org uh, if you're in financial need, especially involving children, where you can go to. Bottom line is that um, I want the best. I want you guys. Well, absolutely. Then you've come to the right place. But the best costs money. If you want to have monkeys acting for you, well, then pay peanuts. So the bottom line is, how do you bridge that initial gap? Yes, that's what you're asking, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. So there are ways to do that. Unfortunately, the some bright spark has changed the contingency fee act in that matrimonial matters now cannot be done on contingency. And what does contingency mean? Contingency means that when we get some money for you, we take a share thereof. Many people walk into a divorce lawyer and they say, listen, I, I can't pay you, but my husband's wealthy. Whatever you get, take a cut. And that's the end of that. That's how it used to be done. And it worked very well. But whoever, not anymore. Yeah. Whoever thought of that, whoever ponytail or politician sat there in the Oval Office and or never spent a day in court and think, oh, let's do this with a stroke of a pen, they've actually denied access to many, many, many people. So what do we do? Well, if there's joint accounts and if there's accounts and if there is a way to raise money, whether it's via a credit card or whether it's via access bond, you know, if people are really desperate, mm. they find a way. If you had a terminal disease right now and you had to get 50,000 rand to have an operation, I promise you, you'd find it, even if you had to call a friend. Okay, so contingency, that's a percentage of what you get, is not law. The Contingency Fee Act is specifically, Section 1, outlawed it. In the definitions part, they've said you're not allowed to do matters on contingency anymore. And it is, I don't know who thought they were doing what, but they've denied access to justice to a lot of women. How does it work in the USA? It's done on contingency. Absolutely. Yeah. You see, the whole idea with outlawing, uh, outlawing matrimonial matters on contingency was somebody looked at a theoretical basis and said, you know what, how can you, it's money for the children. So how oh. can you work something, uh, so how can you work on a contingency basis for someone who's not actually part or who's actually not your client and not part oh. of the claim because it's their money? problem is, at the end of the day, there's no five-year-old who's going to go ahead and be able to manage their own financial affairs. Mm. So what they've, in essence, done is they've cut off the they've uh, they've cut or they've cut off the roots for their child to be able to survive. Yeah. So it wasn't a very logical and well thought out concept by going ahead and saying no, it's the ch- it's the child's money because in reality, sake yes, the money is for the child, but mm. the money is for the management and for the maintenance and upkeep of the child. If okay. you haven't got the, if it, it, how's how's that going to happen? Help if there's no roof over the child's head to begin mm. with. Okay, let, we understand contingency. Let's move from that. What about counselling? When people walk into your office today and 
they say my marriage is terrible, my husband is this, he beats me up, or my wife was flirting with my best friend. Okay. They're going through a rough patch at the moment. Do you suggest counseling? Is it your obligation? <clears throat> Gary, if I can yeah. jump in there, yeah. if there's any form of violence involved, no. If there's any form of violence involved, we go straight for a domestic violence um, order and we get that person, the perpetrator, thrown out of the home or arrested, whichever the case may be. Mm-hmm. However, if there are children involved and there hasn't been violence or addiction, I insist on counseling. The Children's Act is quite clear. Mediate before you litigate. And if you don't, you're going to get struck with a cost order. Where do people, where do they get this counseling from? There's a number of places. FAMSA, uh, the Family Law uh, Lawyers Association of South Africa, is a brilliant place. Is that Mahala? Free? Um, no, it's, it's not Mahala, it's but it's considerably considerably cheaper than having an attorney. Mm. Now, most of the mediators, myself, I'm a fully trained mediator, mm. are divorce lawyers. Mm-hmm. So they know what they're doing, but they're not wearing a lawyer's hat. Now, people don't understand. People are quite fearful of mediation because they con- they confuse mediation with arbitration. Mm. Arbitration is where you sit there and the arbitrator is like a judge and you have to convince them of your case. Mediation is where the person sits there and he tries to facilitate a settlement between the two parties. The mediator does not make a judgment. He makes a recommendation, which he then forwards to both attorneys. And that recommendation then leads into a signed settlement in a perfect world, of course. But the Children's Act is quite clear. Mediate before you litigate. And if you don't, you're going to get slapped with a cost order. One of the first questions you'll be asked uh, when someone, especially if it's a woman, when she walks into your office, she says, my husband works I don't. I've been looking after the kids. Um, I've got it. Do I stay in the house? I can't bear him anymore. He may not be violent, but he's, he ignores her and uh, he's hurtful. He, he abuses her verbally. Does she move out the house or does she stay in the house? I'd go Ian Ellis, yeah. When I, first of all, the, the, that, that question comes from two, uh, from two aspects. Number one is from the discomfort, but number two, and this is the one, if one could say, whilst tell that must be dispensed with. Just because you move out of the house doesn't give you an increased right or, or loss of right to that property. And that's something because a lot of people want to move, don't want to move out because they think if I move out, I'm going to lose my right to claim on the house. That's not actually true because it's Is it, Isn't it a question, Ian, if you move out, the husband, if the wife moves out, can, can say that she just buggered off? Or is there no fault? Does no, that, it's a no fault. It does make no, no difference. It makes no difference whatsoever. So if she moves was, out the house, dispelled. she can still get whatever she's entitled to. Exactly. And that but must be Hold dispelled. on a second. She says, okay, I hear you. I'm going to move out. That I'm, I'm pleased with that answer. But who? I need a deposit on a new house, on a new mm-hmm. flat. Where am I going to get that from? That's where the second part actually comes from. And that yep. is why, you know what? If there's no violence and the person's not in, not, uh, not in any imminent danger and the children are not in any imminent danger, Unless you've got the access to the funds and the access to the facilities, which in a situation you don't, you're going to have to s- stick it out and also try and see preliminarily from negotiating a path out of it. Do you, from experience, and I'm pushing today, we've got a lot to cover, do you recommend to a spouse that she stay in the house uh, pending the, the divorce? It could take months and yeah, move yes. out the bedroom and go into the kid's bedroom or wherever and, and carry on with your carry divorce. Carry on with this yeah. one. At yep. the end of the day, if there's no violence or addiction involved and no one's an imminent threat yes. and the person's just irritating you and grinding you the wrong way, mm. well, then put your big old panties on and deal with it until we get the first tranche of money for you. Mm. However, if you now move out and you are financially, financially dependent on this person, you and I don't need to be lawyers or rocket scientists to know what that person's going to do. They're going to cut you off. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you're in trouble. Cool. What about uh, bank accounts, joint bank accounts and, the, and, and, and everything else that's got passwords involved where you both 
involved? Can you change things? What do you do if a, practically? If a, yeah. yeah, practically. First thing, if a woman comes to me practically and it's a situation where, which is often is in Johannesburg, where the husband's financially well off and the woman is the domestic goddess who has been in charge of the house, um, so to say, and the children, um, my first, if a divorce, if, the, if, she, if she wants a divorce, the first thing I do to her, I say to her is start gathering all financial information from the husband. Bank accounts that are lying around, bank statements, because they're always going to plead poverty. Mm. Car payments, how much is paying on your car? You know, you're paying 15 grand on a car, but you can't pay four grand for children. Do you understand? All those things become relevant. So I say to the wife, before you do anything, start collecting financial okay, information. Okay, so don't tell your husband you've been to see me. Not Just yet. Get, not yet. Yeah. Get or as much as you can. And dig all over the place. Bring me dig, whatever you ask, can. Get yeah. onto his Facebook account. Yes. All the, uh, all, the, all the pictures of him gallivanting around the world eating caviar. Mm. Print them out. Yes. Get them. Take screenshots. So, yeah, ab- absolutely. So that's yeah. my first thing to do is gather information before yeah. we fire the first shot across the bowels. Mm. Let's at least know what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. If you then, if I am then consulting with a husband, my advice to him is start dispersing the money, move it around in your central accounts that she knows about, create other accounts that she doesn't know about, and this, this gets done. Because then from the other side around, and the first thing I say to him is get off Facebook. Just as the woman is now going to start digging his financial affairs, I tell him I tell him to become, uh, and I have advisors that makes a person compliant, mm. tax compliant, um, and compliant in other ways. Can he move his money around? Absolutely, you can. The order of divorce is as from date of divorce. Now there is, and I've had situations like this where somebody is moving money around quite carelessly and carelessly, and spending a fortune on the mistress and diluting the joint estate. The mm. wife then also has a remedy where mm. she can interdict him. Um, and say you stop doing this And she can get a partial payment Before the money is gone Okay You can also say She's not without remedy mm-hmm. But yes. it's different advice To both of them Because you must Obviously it's horses for courses mm. He wants to walk out Of the divorce With his shirt on mm. And she wants to walk out With a house So it's different advice For both people Even though it's the same procedure Okay mm. the, the spouse is entitled To whatever there is at date of divorce, not at date they split up. No. It makes a hell of a difference. There was, the, yeah. Exactly. There was, and I do not agree with this. I think the value of the estate should be set on date of summons, when summons is issued. Yeah. That's what the value of the state should be. That's how it works in other jurisdictions. We know. When you say jurisdictions, other countries. Other countries. Yeah. And that's how it works in other countries. Between a divorce, a contested divorce, between the start and the end of the divorce can be a number of years. Yeah, you can move your assets around. You can move them overseas if you're a financially. I don't matter now. Sorry, can you get an injunction and interdict? Absolutely, yes. yeah. absolutely, you can. But they are r- ridiculously hard to prove because you've got to know what they're doing. Mm. If you are not financially savvy, I don't matter. Last year, we we were acting against somebody who's a merchant banker. Did we have to scramble around to find out what this person was doing? This person had overseas accounts, gold trading accounts, forex accounts. All over the show. How did you get that information? Well, we had to hire a private investigator and a forensic auditor that run at 6,000 rand an hour. Yes. But if, you're willing to, if you can make 10 to 12 million rand, you're willing to spend a million. Hmm. Yeah. Did you, did you, I mean, did they uncover a lot of these assets? Absolutely. In the end, we, we, we uh, discovered all the documents. We showed all the documents we were going to use at court. And my client got a very, very handsome settlement. What about people that hide the their assets house. in trusts? Uh, who wants to answer that one? I'll, yeah. deal, I'll yeah. deal with this one. Yeah, is, trust guy. The, the thing uh, is the trust. A trust can only protect a person if it's a genuine asset protection trust, not whether it's just somebody trying to go ahead and hide and siphon their monies. The courts have got that authority and they've had that power for a long time 
to go uh, to go around that. There's leading case authorities in uh, in that. So anyone who just takes a look and says, "I'm going to hide everything in trust," trust might protect you from your creditor when your bank when the bank wants to go ahead and foreclose on you because of your overdraft or because somebody's gone ahead and sued you for or for monies that you've loaned. Then a trust is great. It's fantastic. With regards to fam- to divorces, no, you can't use that to protect yourself from your from your spouse. But how does she find out, Ian? Assuming it's a woman, how does she know? What the name of the trust is And whether there's money in that trust Start digging, Start digging. But where? The master of the high court is not going to give you the name he, You can't trace it that way Well, let me put it in this assuming, way not- Assuming a very clever man has over the last two, year or two And he sees the marriage is rocky He starts putting all his assets into a trust When the divorce comes along He says, I get nix knee. I don't know. It's all been dissipated. Well, it's not quite as simple as that because every every cent will leave a, leave a paper trail in a way, yeah. especially when it comes with trust because there's one thing. A trust needs to be audited every year. A trust needs to go ahead and be accounted for. A trust needs to be properly registered, and it's a central register through the through the master's office. And which there is, is a trust deed, deed, which you can trace via ID numbers. Mm-hmm. Yes. You and can, you can trace, trace tra- trustees, and you can go ahead and get Terence's as far as as far through the credit bureaus, as far as trusts in actual fact go. Okay, so you need can. you need lawyers, the good lawyers and good forensics guys that can uncover all this. Because mm, uh, there's got to be a trustee that g- dictates how the trust is. Yes, and the money came out of some one of his bank accounts, so you can follow that. That trace is well. always yeah. a trail. trail. Always a trail. Especially, a trust is even worse because it's probably one of the worst ways to uh, to hide money in a divorce. Because at the end of the day, it's one of the most transparent vehicles. It's fine if you want to protect yourself against creditors, but not when you just protect yourself against your spouse. Remember, Gary, there's a trust register, and that trust has a list of all the assets in the trust, mm. and it's attached to the very back of the trust. Yes. And that trust deed is a public document available at the master's office if you have the trust number, and the trust number can be found. Yeah. I think. I think as divorce lawyers, I think you. You've told me that you advise your clients it's not, when it's a very contentious divorce, this is not going to be an easy emotional ride. Mm-mm. And that's what they've got to cope with is the emotional side of this. It's hurtful. It's horrible. And we, terrible. And yeah. Gary, we cater for that. Um, mm. We have a team of professionals, and whether it's a male or female, I tell them, here is the psychiatrist or psychologist we speak to. Remember, divorce is like someone dying. On the list of things, I, I tell people it's going to be bitter and emotionally draining. Mm. Steal yourself for it. Mm. It's not going to be easy. And unfortunately, to divorce does not bring out the best in people. When people are hurt, when mm. people are... It's not about money. By, it's about the emotion often. That's when people, when your friend has had, a, when your wife or husband has had a, an affair with your best friend, and you're the last person to find out, and I mean everybody knew for mm. years... Mm-hmm. But you were the last person to find out. Mm. And now you have to give that person half of your estate. And your right to see your children is curtailed because they couldn't keep their legs closed. How do you think you're going to feel? No, it's horrible. It it's is, horrible. So we ego, send, there's a slight yeah. to the ego that is terrible. So we send our clients for counseling. We mm. absolutely send our clients for counseling. As a matter of fact, I was on the phone with someone, a client of mine in Cape Town this morning. Mm. And where I said to him, unless you go for counseling now, I will not represent you anymore. Mm. Because I can hear he's becoming suicidal. No, really. Yeah. Okay. So uh, bottom line is people are coming to you today. Are you going to give the general advice? The main thing is how will they be looked after? I know you've kind of answered this from the moment now. Um, how do they get interim maintenance? How do they avoid being daunted by the by the spouse? 
Where do we go? I can battle on that one a little bit. Yeah. We haven't got things. much time on this. Yeah, and this is why I want to be quick. Is you, if there's no violence, then mm. what you do is you start with the proceedings immediately. You issue a summons, mm. and then you proceed for the interim application on a Rule 43 or a Rule 58, depending upon the election by you and your lawyer, which court, whether you go through the regional courts mm. or whether you go through the high courts. Mm. If there's violence, mm. immediately go for a domestic violence or a application. Seek in the domestic violence. Do these do things have, work? I mean, everyone do. talks about it. Do, isn't there backlash often? It's, you know what, it's with any type of, it's with any type of criminal offense. People, mm. uh, people can skirt the, uh, can, uh, can skirt the edges a lot mm. on this one. That's where the problem comes. It's I guess if there is violence, you've got to deal with deal it. With it. Exactly. Yeah. Go to the police, go yeah. to your court, get a domestic violence order. And you, and you as law, divorce lawyers help them get the domestic violence. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. You hold their hand at court and you show them, you draw we, the papers yeah. and you do We it. draw the initial papers, we yeah. go with them to court and we insist that we see a magistrate on that day. Mm. So we can get it done immediately, wow. uh, immediately and even you can apply for certain emergency, uh, emergency Is money. There, yeah, let's just talk about emergency money. Is there a way I can get emergency money now to put down as a deposit on a flat? Under the uh, Domestic Violence Act? No, that you can't. All that you can do is you can get emergencies, uh, if one could say that, there, say for example that there's a bond and a car that needs to be paid. Mm. That you can get them, that you can, that there could be an and order made fees. and school fees, that they continue to pay the expenses. You cannot just get it for new furniture, new... Okay, rental. so we want school fees paid, paid, Ian. We want it paid now. That they can How grant. quickly can I get that court order? That they can grant within two days. Sometimes even quicker within 24 hours. Do you go hours. to the magistrate and he says, I order you to pay the school fees? Yes. What they, what if he doesn't, sorry, what's the effect of that? Can he be arrested? Yes. yes. Theoretically, he can. Once yeah. again, and we'll, yeah, we'll come to, to the Maintenance Act on that. It's yeah. there in the Act. Um, but, uh, you know, many slip betwixt cup and lip, unfortunately. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so if I need money for school fees, if I need money for emergencies, the court now can give that within two days? The court can The magistrate's court yeah, You can yeah. go there And you can ask for an interim order For emergency monetary relief yeah. And that order has effect As from date When it's served You can ask that the person Pays what they've been paying Not like you say A deposit on a new flat Or a new yeah. car yeah. But if they've been Paying the bond If yeah. they've been paying The electricity If they've been Contributing to food You can get an order That they continue doing that okay, Of course excellent. that person Can also Has a right to defend that but when they come to court and they defend it and it shows they were paying, they were paying, they were paying, and now suddenly they're not, that's fairly yeah. easy to prove. The yeah. court is not going to take a kind view to that. Okay, so we don't take these things lying down. You can get these orders and you, you, you don't even need an attorney, really. You can go yourself to the magistrate's court, but it's going to be tough to get that kind of order. I think you need specialist advice. Yes. Even with an attorney, it's tough. The magistrate's yeah. courts are overworked. The staff don't have the capacity to care for people because if they do, they'll have a nervous breakdown within a week mm. because of all the people they have to deal with and whether they do their job or not they still get paid so keep that in mind yeah so they they really want people out of their court and go to the maintenance court or go somewhere else go to the divorce go court. somewhere else but don't come on domestic violence exactly you get yeah. booted all the time but with a proper attorney proper preparation you you're in with a shot okay why is it last question that so many of the plaintiffs that uh, actually go to court on divorces are women i know they say that a woman's like a tea bag you can't tell how strong she is mm -hmm. until you put her in hot water why is it that the 60 percent are women as against uh, 51 uh, compared to like 40 or whatever well, I think it's important to remember that the number one cause of divorce is marriage yes. <laughs> and that generally yeah. um, women uh, 
I think maybe sometimes women's. I think a woman has infinite patience up to a point. Mm. And I we, think women are strong. When you, when someone's got to go to court, I think or go to school and speak to the headmaster. It's usually the mother that does it, and uh, women are much stronger uh, than strike men. a women stri- yeah. strike a you know strike a rock. Or I think the, I think the yeah. saying goes: women are immensely strong, yeah. but it takes a certain cutoff point to get them there. But once oh. they have decided, they yeah. are like the Titanic or the iceberg; they cannot yeah. be turned. Absolutely, that's yeah. why I love them so much. Yep. Um, there's a lovely you were talking. You gave a saying. Joan Rivers gave a saying. She said, "Half of all marriages end in divorce, and then there are the really unhappy ones." <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, I think uh, recently the uh, Australia voted, or Australia Island voted on same-sex marriages, and I think the Prime Minister said it very apt. He says, uh, "People of same-sex persuasion have as much right to be miserable as the rest of us." <laughs> <laughs> Two true lines. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my Yeah, we're going to find Lionel okay. husband. Don't Thank worry, you. Lionel. Okay, it's been fascinating. We've rushed it, but we're going to get you back. Uh, people are going to love this because it was punchy, and uh, we gave, gave them the answers very quickly. We're going to end off now. We're going to have a, a new podcast on maintenance, so we'll be right back. This is CliffCentral.com.